Hello, and welcome to Season 3 of Guilty Pleasure, the podcast that celebrates, elaborates, and experiences our odd interests. I'm Amanda Salvatore. And I'm Jackie Rayo Bell. And this season, we're experiencing your guilty pleasures. Today's listener submission was... Binge watching. We talked about our own experiences with binge watching, how TV has changed because of binge watching, and we even talk about how your mental mental and physical health is affected by binge watching. It was incredibly scientific and incredibly fun at the same time. <laughs> if you'd like to reach us, you could always email us at guiltypleasurepodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on social media at Guilty Pleasure Podcast. And if you like what you're listening to right now, please leave us a five-star review on the iTunes. Five stars, baby. Thank pew, you pew, pew. so much for listening. Thanks for listening. Do you feel the calories just accumulating along your waistline? I do. I actually have gained five pounds since introing this podcast episode. You look good, though. Thank you. I have an IV of cookie butter from Trader Joe's. Ooh, throwing it back. I like it. Connect the dots. Yes, throwing it back. (laughs) Actually, in fact, I finished that cookie butter that we used for our Trader Joe's episode yesterday. Oh, you did? In my bed. Yeah, it lasted for a while. It lasted for a couple weeks, which I was proud of myself for. I'm really proud of you. Because that would have lasted, I say, 32 hours at my house. Mm, Is it because that you share your house with someone else? Yes, but also because I know... (laughs) Because I can't help myself. I can't help myself either. And I have so many treats from Christmas. And actually in February, my goal was to, it's February now. My goal in February was to eat less sweets. And I like completely uh, decimated that goal. uh, It's also February. Like you have to, you have to eat like some chocolate. Valentine's Day is coming up. You got to get in the mood. Yeah. And also it's like winter and it's raining here and it's sad. So it's like, (laughs) what better way to, you know, get rid of the winter sad than to eat junk food and binge watch things on TV. I know. Oh, oh look gosh. at that segue. I know. Look at you go. It's oh. like you've done this before. I know. You know, what do we have, like 80 episodes under our belt? Whatever. Um, so today we are talking about binge watching. And let me tell you, I've had to think back in my noodle about... Um, the first time I ever binge watched mm. anything. Oh, and what did you find in your noodle when you cracked that open <gasps> and excavated? A, excavated. I mean, there's a lot going on in there. Um, but I think when I, I mean, when we hear the word binge watch, I think we go directly to Netflix. Mm-hmm. You know, you instantly think Netflix or Hulu or streaming service of that nature. Yeah. But before that, you guys, they were DVDs. Mm-hmm. First seasons mm-hmm. of television. Yes. So I would say my first true binge watching experience was right when I moved to do, to uh, New York City, mm-hmm. and I did not have a television. I did not have cable. I did not have internet, and um, 
I, uh, whatchamacallit, I had the Sex and the City DVDs. Shut up, in the Velvet Case? Mm-hmm. No, I didn't get in the Velvet Case. No, I actually got these, um, oh man, this is a deep cut, you guys. I got my first DVD set, season one, from a boy that I didn't want to have sex with, who was trying to have, um, sex, sex with, with me. You? And yeah. so he was like, I know what will woo this lady one way or the other. I got to send her this sexually progressive television show yeah, on the home liberated. box office network. Yeah, she seems really liberated. And this is about sex. And I'd like to have sex. And also, like, she likes New York, right? Question mark. I really like the idea that he was someone who wanted to have sex with you. And then, like, maybe as a tactic was like, well, maybe she just doesn't know about sex. Maybe she just doesn't know. Maybe. Let me help her out. Here, all of these women have different sex lives. Pick one. Like, which one are you? Are you a Charlotte, a Samantha, a Carrie, a Miranda? Um, you they know, all did have very different sex lives. They did. And I feel like I'm a Carrie and a Miranda swirl. Mm. What are you? Oh, I don't know. I'm not going to answer that, actually. Okay, you don't have to. Yeah. Be private about it. I, take a moment. I'm going to take a moment because I know my parents are going to listen to this. Oh, my, guys, by the way, jig is up. <laughs> I've had sex. I did um, not have sex with that guy, though. <laughs> so his tactic did not work. He got me season one, two, and three, I shit you not, and a poster for my bedroom that I wanted. I did make out with him. Well, good. I'm you know, glad you not gave him to, something. I, I think I gave, I gave him that before I got the DVDs, and it was just... Oh, so wait, did he give you the poster, and you made out with him, and he was like, whoa, I, don't I gotta bring these gifts up. I don't know. I don't remember what came first, the the Sex and the City or the poster, all I know, it was very, it was very aggressive, very quickly, and I was like, "We just made out last weekend." Sure. Chill. Sure. And he was very, very nice. Like, but then he was like broken about it for a very long time, mm. and that's a bummer because, first of all, it just, um, it wasn't like we went out on a couple of dates and we made out and we had like held hands and we had talked about like our deepest, darkest things. Like, it was very cash mm -hmm. and he was very nice and stuff like that but then it got like he went in deep real quick mm. so um and then didn't get out of it for a really long time and like anytime i saw him at a party it was um not the greatest mm, sounds you know? like a standard nice guy who was like i'm such a nice guy i got you these things i'm such a nice guy and he is a nice guy is he though i don't know i feel like people who say <laughs> i haven't talked to him in a long time i've been out of college for a while you guys <laughs> i feel like people who say they are nice guys are never really nice guys they're acting nice because they think they should be rewarded for being nice yeah it's like okay if you donate um money to someone um, I don't need to read your Facebook post about it. Sure. For you to convince me you're a nice person. Exactly. Well, there's that you thing know? about like I want to give, but am I giving because I want people to know that I give, or am I giving because I truly want to give? Yeah, but like also give all your money away though to like organizations because like holy crap, we need it right now. But I know. you know what I'm saying. But Look, don't tell me about it. I don't want to know. <laughs> I know. Look how sophisticated we are. Just spinning up a conversation about binge watching into like giving back. Like, giving back to the community. I know. It's wonderful. <laughs> oh my God, um, we are such millennials. I like that. Such a side note, though, all, to all men and women listening, you should yeah. not judge your worth by your romantic accomplishments. I think that's where we <gasps> yeah. get some. I read this on Reddit the other day. It's oh. not a wisdom from my noggin, but I was like, that's really smart. You shouldn't judge your value based on your romantic 
conquests. Yeah, no, no, no. No, don't no, worry no, about no. it. Just focus on yourself, be your best you, and you'll find that person. Yeah, just don't be a dick. That's like my, like, just be a nice person. So you binge watch Sex and I the City. Bin, I binge watched it. And actually, because my mother saw that I had the first three seasons, she bought the rest of them. Amazing. I took them all to New York with me because I had no television um, or internet access. I just had a computer with a DVD drive. Mm. So that's what I did the very first night in New York City. I watched probably the first episode, which I had, I was familiar with. But I remember spe- the specific feeling. It was a horrible day. My first day in New York City was atrocious. The first week and a half was like, would it, it was amazing. But um, I remember when I was watching it and they have the opening and it's all these things of New York City and I was in my on my air mattress <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, I'm there right now. I'm here. In, I, I'm right. I'm on the same land that 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 the Empire State Building is on. Oh my God! And it was like one of those good New York moments. I love that. Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah. So that was my first. And then like I've binged. I love a good binge. What is your? Do you, what do you remember of your first binge watching experience? I was also thinking of my first binge experience, and the first thing that came to mind was Hurricane Sandy. Oh my God! I binged so much different stuff during Hurricane. I think Sandy. that was what two thousand eleven, two thousand twelve. Yeah, I couldn't go to work because my work was below fourteenth. No, no, actually, I worked in the sixties, but for whatever reason, I didn't go to work because I was like freelance, and my mom couldn't go to work because she was below fourteenth Street. Mm. So her and I binge watched all of Thirty Rock. <gasps> What a good binge. It was an amazing binge. Oh, I've we were... binged that show myself. And it was just incredible. There was no power except we had a gener- we had a generator because our house loses power a lot mm-hmm. through, during the most, you know, minute storms in New York. So we always had a generator. Um so we That's just, smart. you know, bundled up and we plugged our TV and internet into the generator and then we just watched uh, 30 Rock. The important great. stuff. You got to prioritize when you're stuck at home in a natural disaster. It was incredible. And then uh but I remember feeling like such a lazy piece of shit because um you hadn't Cuz Jackie doesn't know how to relax. I really <laughs> That's don't. really actually what it is. I really Jackie don't. doesn't know how to <laughs> Chill the fuck out. I relaxed. All, side, sidebar. We'll get into this in the next part, but I did some serious relaxing yesterday, and I am suffering for it today. I'm like, oh. I know. I didn't do anything yesterday. I'm happy. I'm so happy for you that you didn't do anything Thank yesterday. Thank you. We're really trying to. Because um, you're about to ramp up into doing a whole lot of stuff. In holy a very cow. Short of time. You know what? Um, it, it is. It's uh, Max and I are about to get married, you guys, um, and we have taken relaxation to a whole new level this weekend as you should yeah as you should i mean you gotta um but yeah first thing i think that's the very first thing i remember binge watching when i was younger i used to watch the lord of the rings movies uh extended editions ad nauseum uh is that the music it is just watch (laughs) jackie i'm disappointed in you um yeah that's the sound that's the sound the movie makes that's that Guys, it is. I swear to God, it's like their walking music. It's uh, like their transitional. Yes, music. it is. It is. It is. I just, I just thought. Yes, yeah. it is. Okay. It is. It is their transition music. <laughs> um, and then I actually thought before I left New York to move to Los Angeles, I binge watched 
The Sopranos, which my parents yeah. had on VHS. That's how much they liked that. Whoa, they, on VHS. They, they were like, the this whole... is never going to, this technology is never going to die. I'm pretty sure they still have it. <laughs> uh, but they had The Sopranos on VHS. I didn't watch it on VHS. I was, this is 2015. So I had, you know, like uh, HBO Go or something. And I just watched it. And I was like, this show is amazing. That's so funny because I tried to binge watch that show as well. And I couldn't get into it. My really? roommate... Um, in Astoria, Queens, had the DVDs, um, and I I watched the maybe the first two or three episodes, um, and it wasn't I I don't know it just didn't really thrill me or it might just not have been what I needed at the time. Here's the thing: there's so much content and media out there. So I much. think that I anyone who tells me you just gotta like power through the first like nine episodes, I want to punch in the face. Yeah, make better TV. I don't, I don't have time for that. If it doesn't <laughs> catch me, whatever, that's fine. Good for you, not for me. Yeah. Um, fun fact about The Sopranos: mm. there's a cemetery in the opening because you know back in the day when HBO had those shows, they were very fond of long ass open. They're still fond of long ass openings. I love a good opening. Give me an excellent long drawn out opening. But also now give me a skip option, which yes. they did. They improved upon life. But continue. The big, big opening for The so Sopranos. Big opening for The Sopranos. You have Tony Soprano going through. I think he's going through the Lincoln Tunnel. Or he goes from Manhattan to New Jersey where him and his family live. And he passes where my mother grew up in like Elizabeth and Linden, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. And they pass a cemetery. And I have several family members buried in that cemetery. And if you look close enough, they're all waving. <laughs> they are. <laughs> They're always. Hey, Ray. <laughs> yeah, was, I think it's why I connected with the show right away is I was able to see my familial ghosts every time I <laughs> started like, a new episode. Yeah, high fived them. They're actually even before I moved, even before I started watching the sh- or attempted to watch the Sopranos, Sopranos, whatever. I call it the Sopranos, and my sister made fun of me. She's like, "It's the Sopranos. It's the Sopranos. <laughs> it's not the Sopranos. It's the Sopranos." <laughs> That's a character right there. That it's care. not sausage, it's sausage, you know. Then my cousin once, side note, my cousin Gina is a twin. Irrelevant. Anyway, she's <laughs> That's not irrelevant. That shit runs in your family. Yeah. You better watch out, <gasps> Salvatore. I know, right? Oh, my God. Um, and, you know, it, it's Gina and Rebecca. And Gina is twin. A- they're, they're fraternal twins. So Gina they don't look is identical. Like, no, they don't. But um, Gina is, like, a very fiery, like, little she was a little fiery kid and Rebecca was like the like little sweetheart who was mm-hmm. like afraid of everything Aww. it was like so sweet but Gina one time in kindergarten now their mother has the thickest accent out of anyone in my whole family if you could believe it and um she informed her kindergarten teacher Mrs. Sedora Sedora Oh, she was a hoot. Um, she goes Sedora. to Mrs. Sedora while they're in the lunch line. I guess there was sausage on the menu at some point in time. And Gina, like, tugs. So she's like, get ready for sausage or something. I don't know. I wasn't there, obviously. But apparently Gina tugs on her shirt and goes, it's not sausage. It's sausage. Like that. So now every time I hear the word sausage, I have to say, it's sausage. sausage. Can you imagine like a little piece of shit coming up to you being like correcting you? <laughs> like, I mean, like, get the fuck in line. Sausage. But now it's forever sausage. Um, but I remember going back to the Sopranos, Sopranos, um, that song was a huge mm-hmm. radio hit. As was the song, I believe, for True Blood. What was that one? It was like, I want to do that. 
guys, I'm just here to crack myself up today. I, I, I fully support that. I think the more you'd bring joy to others when you Thank are experiencing you. joy. So I support this. What's the please like, sing I want to do bad things to you. I mean, like, let's just get it. And I also want... get the Lord of the Rings transitional music queued up. Hold on, I'm going to do it. I'm going to find it. Yeah, but the Tony Soprano one is like, I got up this morning. This is the bad thing. It's called Bad Things. Oh, oh that's an ad. You know, <sighs> how how do we expect things to be free unless someone's selling us stuff all the freaking time? I downloaded, you know how Comedy Central's pulling off all their new shit on all the Hulus and stuff? You have to watch it on their on own the website. On the Hulus. <laughs> what are you, my mom? On the Hulus. On the, it's not Hulu, it's Hulu. Oh, this it, is sexy. It's very sexy. Oh, ooh. Listen to this song. It's a very sexy song. Yeah, well, they're, vampires love sex, right? Oh, my God. Those vampires love, are all about sex. They, that's, like, all you do. Which, honestly, like, sign me up. Because if that's... If my libido goes through the roof and I live forever, life is great. But, like, don't do it when I'm old and, like, my boobs are sagging. Like, do it, like, when... I'm like, there's one. Um, you, know, you guys, like, it's Jared right. Everett. Bad things. That's the name of the song. Um, there's one vampire in that show. Her name, I forgot her name, but she's like the gorgeous redhead with like the pale skin, Jessica. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she Jessica. turned into a vampire before she was, while well, she was still a virgin. So every time she has sex as a vampire, she loses her virginity. I mean, like, I will say this is what I will say about True Blood. Um, Sopranos, I think, is like great end to end. The mm-hmm. Wire is another show that I binged. The first season's incredible. The second yep. season, where they're on the docks, was a little weird. Um, and then I kind of couldn't get past that. Um, True Blood. Jackie has like a strong emotional reaction to docks. She's very afraid of them. It's it's, it's very it's, weird. It's bad. It's um, bad. <laughs> True Blood seasons one was awesome. I think season two is pretty good, but then it got so fucking weird because it was based off books and the books got weird. Mm. And that's the thing when you binge when you're binge watching something, trying to. If you watch it week by week, it's such a different experience, and you're and I don't think you look at it as, in terms of seasons as much. It's almost like per episode. Oh my god, that's actually a really good point. Yeah. So like, if I think about, so I'm watching Sopranos again right now, like very mm-hmm. casually, like oh, like just putting on an episode or something. Mm-hmm. I find that ep- the shows that I've been watched, binge watched, like Thirty Rock, like The Sopranos, like The Wire, I don't really remember what happens. No. I just remember I enjoyed it. Yes, I know. Exactly. It's too much information for your brain to handle. To, yeah, to con- so I think actually that says that like you know the once a week new episode is actually maybe better for us to retain the information. Yeah. Well, another show and Sammy who is with us currently is maybe not going to agree with this. So plug your ears. Okay. I binge watched after Sex and the City another TV show known as The Gilmore Girls. Oh. And it's a tough binge. Oh, Sammy just bowed her now, head here's the and deal. shook her. Here's the deal. Shook it. Here's the deal. Now, I feel like I have to Okay. When I first binge watched it, it was the first time I was watching everything on the road. Give it a lonely and so cold. All you got to do is call my name and I'll be there on the next train. Will you lead? I will follow any anywhere that you tell me to. If you lead. 
<laughs> All right, well, we know. I will follow where you lead. Not too long of an intro and actually sets up the show quite nicely. That being said, the first time I binged it, I was cool with it. And now I recently started binge watching it with Max. And um, it's a tougher binge now. Mm. than it was when I was discovering it for the first time. And I think a lot of it has to do with the fact, and I don't know, Sammy, if you would agree with me on this, but because it wasn't during the age of binge watching, first mm. of all, there's a couple of problematic things because all of the guys are like kind of the worst oh, and they God. treat Rory like shit a lot of the yes. times. And that happens a lot when you're a young teenage girl, but it's also like watching it as a 30 year old woman. It makes me really angry. All of the, they're always like, you know, what, what is it? Dean, Jess, or uh, what's the other Logan? One? Logan. And all three of them suck. They all, they all three suck. They all have major issues. But then when you start watching this television show, I will say it's very formulaic, which a lot of television is. All television is formulaic. If you don't know, it, it is. It comes in acts and, a, you know, there. But specifically with Gilmore Girls, you have styles of episodes. You have a Lorelai with a guy episode. And then you have a B plot, usually with Rory and a friend or something like that in the background. You have a Lorelai with her mother. And after a while, those specific episodes are frustrating, watching them over and over and over because again. Because they're repeating it's the same, the same thing. fight. It's the same If they just went fight. to therapy, there'd be so Oh my gosh. I just want to say, show. your mother wants the best for you. Your daughter wants the best for you. Okay. Like that's like, as, like therapy 101. Don't worry about it so much. It's cool. So anyone, you girls are fine. <laughs> anyone who's listening knows that Amanda and I are writers, and we're trying very hard to be writers and writing our own pilots and stuff. I'm not trying that hard. I just wing it every yeah. day. <laughs> Can you imagine? I'm not trying. I'm, it that I'm not trying. I don't try at all. I just, I just throw things against One the wall. One thing I will say is that, like, you know, oh, like write what you know, write about your real life, and it's like I can't write about my real life because I've been going to therapy for like six years, and I'm pretty. <laughs> I got a pretty even head under my over my shoulders. And I'm I don't having, get into that many arguments. Guess what? When people upset me, I'm usually like, hey, what you did hurt my feelings. <laughs> And I'm real vulnerable, and that doesn't make for good conflict. Can we actually write that show? No one will a buy well it. Adjusted two, two well-adjusted white girls. It sounds it sounds good, right, you guys? They're they have, two well-adjusted white girls doing their best in Los Angeles. They both have money, I guess. <laughs> and they're both in love, I guess. Let's see what happens from here, you know? Oh, they had a, uh, an okay day. A plot. Max forgets <laughs> to do the dishes, and Amanda tells him how it upset her. So yeah. Max does the dishes. In the end. B plot. B Jackie. Plot. Is feeling a little bummed out, so she goes for a run. Feels better. <laughs> feels better. She does some physical activity, feels much better. But yeah, so Gilmore Girls, to me, was a tough binge watch. And I think we can get into this into the second half. Yes. But where binge watching is going, I have a quick question for you, because I don't feel like we're done yet with our history of binging. Netflix. Yes. When did you get into Netflix? What did you watch with Netflix? Like, what's your... Because that's the ultimate... 
uh, streaming service. This is what OG. has created the tr- truly has created the binge experience and has mainstreamed it. And people are proud of it as opposed to embarrassed that they watched it uh, on their air mattress. <laughs> I want to say that probably um, well, we did, did Netflix when it was the DVD service too. You did? We did, yeah. Okay. Um, then when it pivoted, I was like, oh, this is really smart. I remember moving into my first apartment when I was in 2013 or 2013. Yeah, 2013. I was 23. And I remember being like, oh, you're going to get cable? No. No, why? I don't, need, I don't need it. I have a Project Free TV, which mm-hmm. was where I would illegally stream things that things that were on Netflix. Oh, that's and, not a, that's not recorded. And then I would watch <laughs> on Netflix like The Office or Parks and Rec. I think those were the two shows that I really started binge. Like Parks and Rec, I started I because remember like the first season was kind of weird. Every, this is one of those shows that everyone's like, you know what, you don't have to do watch an entire first season that sets up the plot and everything about the whole show. Just skip it. You're like, but <laughs> should I? Yeah, I would say, I would say, because like that show gets so much better, mm-hmm. and like the first season, like they're kind of figuring out the voice of the character, and it's yeah. like you don't need it. Yeah. Um, so I would say I, I binge that, and The Office would be my first two. Cool. What about you? Yeah. Um, Netflix was like super new. Uh, when I I had a roommate who had the Soprano DVDs. Um, she had it, and I didn't know I. It was overwhelming to me. I, I find choices overwhelming, you guys. Mm. Um, go food shopping with me. It's a real treat. Um, and I would watch documentaries. That's it. That's oh, wow. all I watched. I just wanted to watch documentaries. Did you ever watch Dear Zachary? No. Don't ever watch that. All right. I watched that when I was what still. What happened? Oh, it's horrible. I watched it when I was still living at home with my parents. So we had Netflix. Yes. Or I was sta- or was sleeping oh. over after I had recently moved out. And my mom fell asleep on the couch. And I woke her up when I was done because I was sobbing. I was like, I just watched the saddest thing I've ever seen. Like, oh, God. I've never. Can you give me a log line? <sighs> um, <laughs> That's it. That all you need to line. know is. Uh, no, I can't even give you the log line because the twist at the end is what's the like the most. Are you going to give me a spoiler? I don't want to give Does you. Does he spoiler. die? Does Zachary There's die? There's so many deaths in that film. Did um it's is it deaths on deaths on deaths? Is it? Am I being not sensitive to something that really should I should be like sensitive about? You should be sensitive about it, but I don't think that you've crossed the line yet. Oh, well, let's see if I can. <laughs> that sounds like a challenge. Um, cool. Yeah, I will not watch it. I think I watched the bee documentary with Ellen Page. Oh, is that how about the bees it. are disappearing? Yeah, and oh. they are. So we're fucked. Um, can you imagine if it's bumblebees? Bumblebees are the thing that we're just like, oh, motherfuckers. Like, that are the things that yeah, that's that that was it. That was the thing that Dude, destroyed like us. Negative fifty degrees in Chicago, like two days ago. Oh god, I want to whatever. It's insane right now, um, and it will be, and it will continue to be. But you know what will last forever? This podcast. This podcast. It's so evergreen. You, when you are ha- hankering down on your bunker, you know, fighting over the last can of tuna packaged in olive oil. Ooh, fancy. I, I like what's in your bunker. <laughs> I know. I thought, good, I thought good it for out. You. I thought it out. Uh, just think about, just listen to this and hopefully it'll cheer you up. Hee hee hee. We're still alive and can get tuna packed in water or olive oil now. <laughs> ha ha. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, um, I watched a lot of documentaries and then I didn't even know that they had 
I don't believe I even knew about the DVD service um, that they they mailed it to you. Or maybe I did. I can't. I killed too many brain cells from that point to mm. this point. So I don't know. But I would say I use it a lot for the documentaries. And I don't remember what television show I went for. Mm. But, oh, you know what it was? I do remember. The first time I got really excited about a television show on Netflix was House of Cards. Oh, and I yeah. lost my shit over yeah, the first season of House of Cards. First season of House of Cards is really fucking is good. Some, and fuck Kevin Spacey, but like some of the most beautiful television. Yeah. It's so fucking yeah, good. House, I, it's, I kind of feel bad that that entire show has gotten like kind of muddied by his shit. It it's sucks. Bit, it was muddied before his shit. I mean, honestly, the it, by like it, it, it fell off the bandwagon for me. But um, I think I would watch to season three when Claire's like, I want a divorce. Yeah. Spoiler. Spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's pause because we've been going on for about 25. Oh my gosh. I know. Can't, and now we haven't even talked about what we're currently binging. We're gonna do we're it gonna next. We're gonna do that when we get back at part two. Hey Jackie, so for uh, for act one, you got a really cool song. I do have a really cool song. You wanna hear it? I do. All right, it's Woke Up This Morning by the English band Alabama 3 from their 1997 album Exile. It's from the uh, favorite show of yours, The Sopranos. The Sopranos. Oh, 
And we're back to part two of season three, episode three, about binge watching. And during this section of the podcast, we're going to talk about our current real life experience of binge watching. Mm. And we are going to share some of what our listeners had to say about binge watching. Yes. Would you like to go, Amanda? So I asked the question on the grams, um, what people are watching right now, what they're currently binging or what their favorite thing to binge no matter what you know, whenever it came out, right? So um, we have, and if you want to read a few of these as well. I'm going to leave it to you. Oh, gosh. Thank you so much. Uh, Things I found online podcast said The Connors, LOL. The Connors? The Connors. What's The Connors? It's Roseanne without Roseanne because she's a crazy motherfucking racist. Wait, they show. Oh, I thought they would just. Okay, first of all, can I just say. Um, never thought about how they had to rename the show. Oh, yeah. Uh, I just, I guess in my mind, I just thought they would put Roseanne with like a strike through. Like they just highlighted the text and they like put Like a big don't do drugs, like just like the circle with the X across it. Don't smoke. Oh don't Roseanne. Gosh, the Connors. What I, I have to say, and I, I don't know much about it. Um, about like I, I, I kind of knew I worked with somebody who was in the room, blah, blah, blah. But like, I'm, I'm, I'm really glad that. Amongst all of the um, horrible things that celebrities um, and performers and actors do and say um, that the job that provides food for so many other people that is on their shoulders is not being canceled. Because of their poor actions. Because here's the problem. Like with Kevin Spacey, it's like 300 people because of Kevin Spacey being a dick are going to lose their job. For for Roseanne, her being a piece of shit, like all of these other people down to the PA – are gonna lose their freaking job because of you because of your loud mouth or because you're hitting on people you're not supposed to keep your dick in your pants, you know? I know. So I, I I have to say we're in new territory when it comes to the punishment of these um high profile people and what happens to the other people who de- who depend on the jobs that they um seem to be in in control of or higher ups or whatever or 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 determining the fate of all these people so i have to say i appreciate that they got they killed her off and they kept it going i don't know the show um but i'm glad that uh people are are really doing that apparently it's people are like oh we don't know if it's getting a season two or not well but it has 98 or 92 percent on rotten tomatoes whitney cummings is doing just fine whatever she's she's killing it um then we also have um jordan bridgen said king of the hill all day all hours king of the right i i my uh i've watched some king of the hill bobby hill is like such a fun character i've watched a few episodes i dig it Uh, what's that one meme that's on the internet i don't know you get off like let go of my purse or something like that where he takes the um this is a visual joke jackie ray and we're in a in an audible art right now oh there's a famous bobby hill meme where he takes um he takes a self-defense class for ladies, and he basically learns how to uh, how to niece a guy in the nuts, and he just says, I don't know you. That's my purse. Nice. <laughs> nice. Because that's what you do say, actually. That is what you do that's say. That's what they teach you. Um, uh, Goldminstagram 
Oh, that's Seth. That's Seth. Sex Education, Future Man, The Good Place, True Detective, The Wire, uh, Biddy Lotta says Sex Education, uh, JJ to... Mothershed. Da, that's Julia. Downton, uh, hey, girl. How you hey doing, girl. sweetheart? Um, Downton Abbey. I have a few more that are, are pretty good. Do you want to save the rest for, for part three? Uh, I do. I do. What so you... stay tuned. What are you binging right now? Can I tell you? Of course What you can. I just binged? Yes. Um... Russian doll baby. <gasps> I just started it this morning. Oh my god. Ah. I cannot wait to talk to you about it because me and Max have so many effing theories. Ugh. And I mean like I want to do spoilers but now I don't because of you. Not for our I was, listeners. I watched up to season three because they're, 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 they're bite sides. They're like 25 minute episodes which is perfect. Yeah. Episode three you mean. Episode three. Yeah. yeah. I got up to episode <gasps> three. Isn't it? It's, it's so, so good. God. Guys. 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 It gets a little hairy. I have a it's problematic in certain areas um, but truly such a great freaking binge. But I will say this. You are correct that when you binge watch something, you forget key details. It's really hard to watch a show specifically like that. And it's very, it's very consumable. Holy shit. Oh, is it, it consumable? But you know, what's boom, really, boom, boom. but you know, what's really interesting. And back to the point that we made in part one, where, you know, you binge watch Gilmore Girls and you're like, it's not bingeable because the same fucking storyline over and over again. Yes. It's really interesting to see how TV has adapted to <gasps> the binge culture. And yes. Russian Doll is a perfect example of that. Yes. So for anyone who doesn't know, Russian Doll t- stars Natasha Leone, right? Mm-hmm. And she created it with Amy Poehler. Mm-hmm. And it's about this 36-year-old software developer who, on the eve of her birthday, dies and finds herself back at the start of the party. It's like a weird Groundhog Day. Yeah, she keeps dying and then she returns back to this very moment of that the show starts on. Which, by the that way... bathroom. Ugh, I know. Oh my God. I'm telling you what, not to be my mom right now, but I told Max, I looked at him, I said, we are recreating that bathroom in our lives. Like, I don't... I want that door. That door? Ugh. And not the handle, though. That's a little... That's a little... I don't know. I kind of want the gun handle. Like, I don't want a real gun in my home, but a gun handle in my bathroom is great. Um, but <laughs> it's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. It's basically a serial show where like you have to watch every single episode and the story continues from episode to episode um, which was not the way that they would sell TV shows 20 years ago because they would sell a concept with very strong character games so like making sure the character had a strict like you know, thing. we know Joey's gonna want to hit on a lady. We know that Rachel wants to be an adult. We know that Monica wants things to go perfect. We even know that Michael from The Office is going to come up with some weird scheme to like get mm-hmm. people excited or whatever. Yeah. We know that Jim and Pam are gonna flirt till eternity yeah. until um, season four or whatever. Um, but Russian Doll is the perfect example of like how TV's adapting. Oh, it's brilliant. And here's here's the other thing too about it. Um, it is a movie. It is a movie. It's a movie. A lot of these shows now are um, a very strong premise. Mm -hmm. And then you cut into episodes. Like, it's just a movie in bite-sized half-hour increments. Mm -hmm. I will say what's really interesting, and Russian Doll is no exception, um, what is really satisfying that's happening in television, though now... Both Max and I, Max, what a pain in the ass, was like, episode four, something crazy's gonna happen. And episode seven, this is gonna happen. And it did. Well, he was like, change perspective. And it's like, oh, there it is. But because, because it's like the structure is not per episode, it's the season, season. now. But also, what binge watching has allowed us 
is really cool opportunities to see a completely different style of bottle episode. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go to uh, Glow so I don't give any spoilers away because if you haven't watched it, I'm not going to give you a spoiler anyway. But it's very episodic. There's a lot of or, um, there, you know, it. there's a huge over arc. our arc for the ep- for the season but all of a sudden in one of the later episodes it's just for glow it is literally an episode of glow it's just from start to finish as if you the viewer are watching an episode of glow no the backstory of wrestling yeah and atlanta, just the actual show itself well atlanta did that too in season one which is an also excellent show that's very mm-hmm. bingeable where i think it's episode seven or something where it's literally it's always episode seven you guys um we uh where you're basically watching tv as if you were watching tv in atlanta so mm-hmm. it's like these really hyper um exaggerated commercials and tv shows that you would see in this world of atlanta so people are doing some really experimental thing- things which i think is really like fun and inspiring in terms of content yeah back to the good place which is yes. created by michael Schur, who did parks and recreation and the office and uh what else did he do he did a third one that i'm forgetting i i feel oh but it's like not it's fine forget it's not it's not what you it's i forget the good place um follows these four people that basically died in the afterlife and they end up in the good place even though they're not supposed to be there they were all bad people that show has some twists and turns that are a little weird to me and i think it's maybe Mm -hmm. because i've been watching it on like a week-to-week basis opposed to binging it but the way that Michael Shore says he does the shows is every season he treats like a film. So it's like there's mm-hmm. one s- series arc. And in those episodes, I believe, which is the four and seven, we have like the different acts like we would in a movie. Mm-hmm. I believe it. It's it's um, it's a new technique for television. And I am fully here on for board. it. I'm here for it. I am fully on board. Um, but yeah, Russian Doll, we did in one night. Amazing. We did it in one night. And I I. I thought it was, first of all, the performances. Amazing. And it's gorgeous. The lighting, the lighting in the show. Guys, I get off on lighting. I love good lighting on Broadway, on TV, all of it. I love it. And the utilization of of lighting and the story they tell with color alone in this show is exceptional. Now, you watched the whole season. How many episodes are there? Ten. Ten. You watched it all in one night. Yeah. How did you feel after you finished the the show? Mind blown. And um, also, because of the way in which it ends, it was a lot. Max and I, we talk about television a bit. Not as much as I would like. I really love it. I really like it. And Max is like, I don't want to talk about it. I'm like, I do. Tell me more about the structure of it. But because um, I'm a nerd. But it, um, at the what was interesting, and this is why I say sometimes you forget details, is that we both were forgetting big details that um, that normally if we watched episode, you know, a few episodes last night, a few episodes – we forgot I forgot things and I was like when did that happen Mm. when did this happen Mm -hmm. wait what's this what's that so um 
it is hard to remember when you're binge watching. Also, you know, enjoying libations of any kind. Sure. Doesn't help. <laughs> I'm very excited to finish this. Uh, I so want good. to know, though, a little bit more about how you physically felt after watching. So each episode is 25 minutes. Yeah. 10 episodes. Ooh. So you did about five hours of straight binge watching. <laughs> we did. How did you feel? Did we really? Physically. Oh, God, that's embarrassing. No, it's not. Ah! It, okay, it's not embarrassing. According to a recent survey, 70% of Americans are binge watchers, so yeah. you are in good company. Great. But how did you feel physically? Like, what time of the day did you do it? What time? We like... finished at like 8.30 or 9.30. We, I think we finished at 9.30 at night. And so then I did you go to bed right that. after? Or No, I think we watched some New Girl. Like, we put it on, and we'll put we'll watch New Girl um, because we know it so well. And it's just very light. It's and I think blanket. we needed, yes, we needed something a little bit less um, engaging. Or like something that we already knew. It's like comfort food. Um, but I guess I felt a little tired. It was 930. Um, mentally fatigued maybe. Because you're trying to put pieces together and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I guess I, I don't really, I don't recall feeling like I didn't have a headache or anything like that sure. after it. Um, I, so I basically, what I, when I was doing my research for this portion of the podcast, mm -hmm. I specifically was looking at the, um, and by research, I mean, I Googled, um, I am not a scientist. I was looking at like the <laughs> side effects and what happens to humans when we consume that much content. Yeah. And like, here's the wonderful thing about the internet. Um, you can find truly any study that supports your way of thinking. So like, what is oh, up really? is like, is that how we ended up in this mess? That is how we ended oh, up in this mess. If nice. you believe that 9-11 was a conspiracy theory, guess what? A quick Google search will give you a bunch of wackadoos that tell you that it was a conspiracy theory. And then theory. Google forever is going to send you things being like, hey, by the way, it Just gently nudging you. <laughs> um, but so recent, so here's some, here's some facts, all right, now about the negative effects of binge watching. Oh, I can't wait. Recent research links binge watching to feelings of loneliness uh -huh. as well as depression and anxiety. Now, as someone who suffers from both all three of those things, I think like most people, yeah. um, I can relate to that. Sometimes after I binge a show and I in a full sitting, I feel really bad. I feel like kind of gross, like I kind of wasted my day. But that could mm -hmm. also just be my root anxiety from like not feeling like I accomplished what I wanted to accomplish in that day. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Totally. Um, it also found out that in another study, a new study out of the UK actually showed that nearly a third of UK adults and teenagers think binge watching has caused them to miss out on sleep or to feel tired, which oh, I kind okay. of get to. I sometimes after, yeah. and I wonder if it's because just what you said, I consumed all this media. I'm trying to put pieces toge together. My my brain is mentally People fatigued. People are probably starting to watch television after work too. Yes. You know, like. Well, that was it. Everyone was like, things to keep in mind. I mean, it's fine to enjoy a show after work, but you know, moderating. Yeah. Now, on the flip side, I was like, benefits to binge watching. Yeah. And I found um, a think piece from a professor at the University of California, which, by the way, University of California, where Hollywood exists. So I don't know. I don't know if there was any money exchanged he's, under he's the saying, table. He's saying, he's saying. It was a she. Oh, she's saying high sperm count. That's what I'm hoping. Um, said it was <laughs> beneficial to binge uh, watch media and it helps us de-stress from our busy lives. And actually, the similar way right. that we, you know how like you listen to TV personalities or like there's certain people that you follow that you feel are your friends even though you've never mm -hmm. actually interacted with them. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. when you watch when you do like a binge watch like that you kind of form a one-way um, one-way attachment to those characters. <gasps> so you feel really invested and it's yeah. almost like 
you know, I listen to Ira Glass every week because I listen to This American Life. And it's like, I feel like I know Ira Glass, although like Ira Glass doesn't know me. Yeah. You know what I mean? I do have a theory about something like this. Oh, or Max actually brought it up to me because um, I did uh, binge watch Friends after I met Max and he was like you haven't watched Friends what's wrong with you and then I started watching it when I was unemployed and I my roommate once again had DVDs so I watched all of them and I Thank loved God. it and that final episode after like you've committed to 10 seasons with these characters and like these friends um you're beside yourself. So I'm sobbing. I was like, what am I going to do? It's like a big, it's a big thing. A final episode of a, of a show is, is a huge thing. And, um, not only did Max say, oh, well, not only did uh, his sister actually brought this up being like, it's like watch, it's like saying goodbye to your actual friends. Like you create this connection, this one way connection. And then all of a sudden you're saying goodbye. It feels like a, uh, like a, like a, a, a final goodbye to these people. So Max suggests, and I suggest this to all of you, when you finish a show that you love and you're beside yourself, watch the pilot episode again right after good suggestion because it it helps you out it kind of is just like oh and it also in a weird fucked up way reminds you that like those connections you have to those people are still available like on a scientific level lovely (laughs) um i agree with that wholeheartedly i think that's actually a wonderful thing i actually i I, and I think I also personally form a little bit of guilt with watching TV because there's always been this stigma. It's like, uh, stop watching that TV. You're lazy. Yeah. It's yeah. like, uh, it's like a lower form of media. Like, but no, it's not. Like not some anymore. Of, not, not anymore. anymore. Like tele- I would, I would relate it to finishing a great book. So like one of the shows that I just binged, which uh, was Dairy Girls on Netflix, which oh. was so good, a little yeah. bit more traditionally sitcom-y, but it was just like, it made me feel so great and just the performances and the way that it was set and Mm -hmm. like it was just wonderful like it's a wonderful show like i don't know stop stop shitting on tv if you like to binge watch i think you should i think you should do it without guilt yeah and i think also especially if i'm I'm gonna tell you this jackie thank you it's important that you watch as much television as you can if you're gonna be doing it well i know that's why i'm yeah so like don't feel guilty about that's why i'm doing it i had to research that motherfucker i'm researching comedy central shows right now i watched the most recent season of broad city thank god my spec seems to still be make sense (laughs) good i'm also watching corporate which um on season two episode three not only did former guest was former guest adam lustick you know one of the stars of the show on it but so was former guest skylar stone was also an extra on the show i forgot that he was on it guys god our content is so good (laughs) our will you go look back we have people on this show we we know people we know people we're cool we're the coolest we're the coolest Whatever. It was so cool. No big deal. Just dropping names here, there, and everywhere. <laughs> but yeah, it's that's corporate's great. I actually, um, I gotta get on uh, episodes because I saw the uh, the first episode of season two. It's fucking great. It so was I so good. Um, well, here's the thing: Comedy Central makes it really fucking hard for you to watch them. Oh, right now. don't they ever? Don't they ever? And uh, I'll tell you some other stuff. Later. Okay. Off, great, off great, 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 great. But. Great. Um, 
Yeah, it's kind of annoying because I feel like kind of present day. So we had Netflix and Hulu do their big revolution, like revolution with instead of paying $80 a month for your cable package. Mm -hmm. um, now you can just have this app for $10 a month and, you know, download whatever. But and now, have almost everything. But now big names like Disney, I'm pretty sure Comedy Central is doing it too because they, I think, are owned by ABC. Mm -hmm. um, they're all taking it to their own app. Yeah. So Disney's going to be de like, you know, developing their own Well, Disney did app. and uh, Netflix and then they, they pulled out. Yeah, they pulled out. So it's going to now, I think, be this thing where they pull out and now we have to spend. Disney, the nice guy of digital and media. They still made a mess all over me, though. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, Disney. Um, do you I can't wait for my mom to have to explain that to my dad. <laughs> I think she had to do that once with your sketch. I'm pretty confident the we did a sketch a million years ago called the pulling, the pulling out, out method. method. Look it up. It's fucking hilarious. I think and, it's like one of the most the best performing sketches I've ever put on the internet. I mean, it's great. Sex sells. Um, I'm pretty confident my mom had to explain to my dad what the pulling out method was. <sighs> What a, to be a, to be a man and not have to worry about that, you know what I mean? <laughs> to be fair, I don't think that was a thing in the we 70s. Need to I mean, maybe more it was, sketches. But... Yeah, it got <gasps> Look at me with green hair. I know. Look, that got 18 1842 views. Oh my god, I can't wait to see after this this episode Fit goes up. 12 plus ups. Wow. Someone I don't know said thumbs up number 9. Great job, ladies. Thumbs up. What's number nine? I think she means she was the ninth person to give the thumbs up. Oh, oh, thanks, number nine. Thanks, number nine. Um, but yeah, I think that uh, I I think I support binge watching as long as you're not choosing to uh, miss out on really great opportunities. And you get you get out, shake it. your body out a bit. Yeah. You know, what, you know what I like to do? I like to put out a yoga mat mm. so like I can do some stretching and stuff. But then also it's a visual medium so you don't necessarily, like Russian Doll, for example, is so You visually, don't want to miss a second of yeah. it. And you want to watch that in a dark room. You want all the like the saturated colors and like, uh, I'm, I just, so good. God, I can't I wait. It. Can't wait to continue watching it. I love it. Um, why don't we take a break and then when we get back, we will give the rest of our listener feedback and then let y'all know if Amanda Ooh. and I will continue binge watching in the future. Oh God, stay tuned. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> hey Amanda. Yeah, Jackie. What's up? You got a song for this hack break, don't you? I do. What song is it? It's by Harry Nielsen and it's called "Gotta Get Up." It's featured heavily. In Russian Doll. Amazing. It's one of my new faves. It is one of my faves. Oh, I run to that song now. It's a good one. Enjoy it, guys. Gotta get up, gotta get out, gotta get home before the morning comes. What if I'm late? Gotta be
see she knew Sella who'd been to war She never even knew Sella before She never even knew his name He'd come to town and he would pound her for a couple of days And then he'd sail across the bubbling waves And those were happier days But now back to Hooray. part three of season three episode three of guilty pleasure we're talking <laughs> binge watching amanda you have a couple other um things from our followers on instagram what they said about binge we watching do we do rory she she shay rory shay it's know. actually she's a friend of mine oh, oh she's she a is? friend of max's yeah oh i think she and follows mine. me too personally she's a delight she's, she's a freaking delight um she said bojack which I love season one of Bojack Horseman. Holy I cow! I need to give it another try. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. Click I with didn't it right get. Away. I didn't click um, with one of the other seasons, and then I stopped. But season one was really exceptional. Um, Corey Guns, friends Corey. from college on Netflix. I like that you told us it was on Netflix. <laughs> we know Corey. We know. Uh, Travatar twenty six said uh, dared. Uh, Daredevil, mm. uh, which is going to lead to uh, all the other Marvel shows. Uh, Jay, uh, Jay Face is Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Mm. Ellen Clifford was Star Trek Next Generation. And Catherine Maeve says Harlots. I don't know that show. I Does anyone know else? Sammy, do you know Harlots? Do you uh, know any harlots at all, though? Yeah, you, know you so do. Many I know. Uh, maybe I'm one. Gossip Girl, which, by the way, guys, if you binge Gossip Girl, sometimes you can see me in like one of the seasons. <gasps> so I was a background actor for it. I was in the prom, and they gave me a ponytail. Wasn't pissed about it, but whatever. And then I did the what was it like a Lady Gaga episode? Um, and then what else does she say? And all the Real Housewives. Reunions, Catherine Mave, not the show. The reunions. <laughs> what is that? The reunions. Oh, uh, one thing. Brooklyn Nine Nine is the other Michael Schur show. Yes. Oh, Jesus H. We were like, you know, it's not like that. Oh my I don't, god. I don't, dude. I don't it's know. It's different. It's fine. I had to. I feel like I had. I was forced to watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine for my spec class that I took two years ago. They did a clockwork orange thing. They held your eyes open and everything <laughs> That's exactly was very violent. Very, no, they were like, you can either do a spec on Blackish, Mom, Fresh Off the Boat, or Brooklyn Nine-Nine. And I was like, I don't watch any of those shows. I guess I'll watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine because I like Michael Schur. And then I was just like, okay. You didn't feel it. I just said it was. You I don't think, have to. You don't have to like all the shows. Thank you. Okay, it's okay. This is Harlots. It's a Hulu <gasps> original. Oh, good. In this drama set in 18th century London, Samantha oh. Morton stars as Margaret Wells, a brothel owner and Ooh. mother to two daughters, Charlotte and Lucy. When Margaret's business is attacked by Lydia Quigley, a Ooh. ruthless vi- rival madam, a war breaks out over the city's most profitable commercial activity, sex. Ooh. Margaret is determined to fight back and protect her business 
even if it puts everything else at risk, including her family. Oh. Actually, well, if, that sounds pretty good. It has 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. Nice. If it doesn't risk your entire family, it's not worth putting on Hulu. But you know Hulu. what? The con- I mean, who am I? You gotta. You gotta. Oh, I like. Oh, okay. I mean, the poster makes it look like I could watch. Like, There's pink in it. It's definitely for me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that looks like Bridesmaids, but for harlots. But for harlots. I love it. Well, now Catherine Maeve bring, uh, representing that... Look at that those Harlot boobs. show. Look at those boobs. Look at those boobs. Oh God, have you ever had to wear anything like that? I have a corset like that actually, God bless. Um, because I go to Burning Man. Um, it was actually my um, my friend's sister who passed away. It's hers, so oh, I, I keep nice. it. I keep it very safe and dear to oh, my heart. I will say, um, a corset is one of the most uncomfortable things I've ever had to wear in my goddamn life. So. <sighs> yeah. You know, I have one of like mine has like one. It's like a vest corset, you know, Ooh, like from like the Ren, it's yeah. basically from like a Ren Fair. Oh, my God. friend's sister used to do Ren Fair. I love a good Ren Fair. Um, Amanda, do you see yourself binge watching in the future? How many, how many, how many binges would you? <laughs> I would, I would say ten out of ten, man. I mean, I gave. Here's the thing. I was thinking about it because Trader Joe's, and I was like, I gave it a lot of uh, babkas. You did. I gave it so many babkas, and then I feel like I blew my my babka load, sure. if you will. Um, but honestly, out of all the topics that I think we're discussing, binging, and then our next episode, which I don't want to say what it is oh. yet, but um, I th- I think binging, I will always, I will always binge. I'm gonna give binge watching. Oh wait, ten. I, 10 binges out of 10? 11 binges I was going to do 10, how, what 13 doing? out of 10 Hurricane Sandys will binge again. Ooh, I like it. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. So many Hurricane Sandys. So many. I mean, like, that's a thing. Like, I don't know. Life is so busy. It kind of, it always feels like a treat whenever I binge. Yeah, like, this, I don't do it a lot. I can't do it a lot. It's fucking impossible to do it a lot yeah. because as so many life is such a busy and crazy time and I have to read and I have to read books that are not only good and well and people God. like them, but they gotta be books that also like help further my career. And then I gotta watch TV, like because it's the thing I wanna have my career in. And then I also have to maintain fucking friendships and relationships oh, God, with gross. my family Ew. and my boyfriend. Oh god. And then I gotta go to work. Oh my and god. And then I gotta cook and do oh, laundry. God, but you know what? <sighs> What? At least we have TV. You got to binge when you got to binge, baby. I know. I know. I mentioned, how do you think you would entertain yourself if you were born without television? Oh, God. Um, Oh, God. I don't know. Probably contribute to society in some capacity as opposed to not. (laughs) Well, like thinking it back to historical times. I mean, I probably was I was a woman. So either I would have been dead by now or (laughs) um, I would probably be cleaning a house or making babies. Probably. You probably have like five or six. I would. You know what, though? I really love tending my garden. Mm. I think I'd love tending my garden and um, making sure to um, I don't know why I'm British um, in this scenario, but I probably would enjoy I don't know. I'd probably be sassy. Sassy. I'd pro- I, I don't think you can cut the sass out. You mm, know, I no. think it's genetic. So. Definitely is genetic. Yeah. yeah How I about don't... you? What would you do without television? Oh, I don't know. I think I probably would have gotten into trouble. <laughs> yeah. With or without TV. I probably would have gotten into trouble. My big my big mouth. I probably would have been like, probably would have been executed for being a witch or something. Yeah. Oh, God. No, totally. They'd have been like, oh, she was like, oh, I was just thinking about you the other day. She must be a witch. And on that note. 
I think we did good, Jay, right? I think we did do good. We if you guys it. like what you were listening to, check out Guilty Pleasure Podcast on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Leave us some reviews on the iTunes. Oh, God, please, for the love of God. And if you want to just, you know, message us, you could always email us We're, at guiltypleasurepodcast at gmail.com. We are incredibly accessible. We I don't are. think you guys know how accessible I'll we are. I'll even let you know where I live, honestly. Just come on by. Binge watch. We'll tend the garden together. Have a great day, guys. You too. Two. <laughs>